Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Mildred Tussoni with Keller Williams Greater Nassau, and this is Jason Marcus with Continental Homes. Hi, Jason. Hi, Mildred. Hi. So what's going on with mortgages this week? Okay, Mildred, it was pretty much a uh, quiet week in regards to the movement of rates. Um, mixed bag of nuts, I would say, in regards to the things that came out that affect interest rates. Um, to understand how interest rates move, you have to also understand certain key elements that drive them. Okay, One thing that is the biggest enemy to mortgage rates, um, which causes them to go up, is the inflation scare. Now, basically within the last week, week or two, we've gotten – Every major index um, that really have an effect on inflation, um, and we've gotten their reports out, and most of them have been pretty much tame, being the uh, producer price index, um, the consumer price index. Um, they've all been pretty much either level or a little bit below um, par, which keeps inflation in check. The one thing that did come out is uh, the core consumer price index, and that kind of gave a little bit, um, came in a little higher, so that kind of was a little alarming, I guess, but it's so back-burnered to everything else that's going on, um, not really much an effect in regards to interest rates swaying them one way or another. Um, most of the news out there that you've been hearing has to do with the stimulus package. Um, one cool site that I came across, which is showing you state-by-state um, state who's getting what money, uh, you can go to stimuluswatch.org. Um, and go to actually any individual state to see where your money is being spent. One of the biggest concerns by myself and a lot of people out there is the fact that um, we don't know where our stimulus money is being spent. Um, there's no account, there's, there was no accountability, and that's uh, been leading to problems for our Fed chairman right now, who uh, is being accused of basically um, not – disclosing certain things in regards to the stimulus package and uh, how that type of stuff works. So the accountability part is by this particular president um, is now being enforced. So one of the things we can go check out is the stimuluswatch.org, which will tell us where the money is actually being spent. I'm one of those people that really do want to know when we're giving out hundreds of billions of dollars where that money's going to. So um, that's pretty much in a nutshell, what's been going on uh, over the last week or two. Okay, so that's a really good site, though, to look at, and we'll post that on um, on our Facebook um, page as well, so that we have and our blog talk radio, um, so people can check it out. How does that? Um, okay, the rates are staying low. Um, inflation. Suppose. Suppose they started doing inflate. You know, there was a concern about inflation. The rates might go up a little bit, but they're still at such historic lows that it's time. It's still the time to buy if you were planning to, or um, refinance. Correct? Oh, absolutely. Now, the one concern I have is the one um, control that the Fed has to control interest rates in regards to keeping control of inflation is um, to basically raise the prime interest rate. 
Now, they brought it down to basically just about nothing, so it can only go up. So I guess in the whole scheme of things, the reason why there isn't a major concern or it's not having a major impact on our market is the fact that with this being at such an all-time low, um, the government has plenty of room to raise the prime interest rate if necessary to control inflation. But obviously they want to keep the economy sparked. Um, one of the things that our Fed chairman, Ben Bernanke, came out and said was he feels that the, um, the sharp downward spin um, is starting to level off, which basically is saying that in, it's, we're looking towards, towards some sort of bottom in this economy. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of agree with that. I think uh, just based on the spark and how the housing market's going to wind up turning around, maybe not for a little while, but there's definitely activity out there. Um, another thing that had um, me curious was to see how um, NAR was going to come in with existing home sales, and they basically just came out and said that existing home sales, especially in the West, are up, are up dramatically. So that's a good sign. Uh, counterbalance, like I said at the beginning, there's been a mixed bag of nuts. We got um, jobless claims that came out and hit 6.14 mil, which is still ridiculously high and still certainly um, should be something that we're concerned about. But the other thing that they kind of came out and said is when we were in that crisis in the late 80s, um, jobless claims were far worse. So yeah. hopefully with the stimulus and what the money giving towards, and check out that site to see where the money's going, you've got to just anticipate the fact that it's going to create jobs and kind of slow that down too. So I'm, your for, I'm forever an optimist. I'm looking at positive, and I still think things are uh, going to start to uh, continue to go up and improve. Have you had a chance to look at what uh, New York is going to get out of the stimulus package or Long Island? Does it break it down like that? How does it break yeah, it down? It, it breaks it down into um, definitely different parts of New York State. But it's a state as a whole. I forgot what the number was um, that they, as a whole, I kind of went past that and went right into the individual things. I saw that there was stuff that was uh, being planned in Buffalo and Albany and in the city in Long Island. Uh, but I didn't have much chance to play around. There was a lot of detail, though, and it gives you a lot of uh, information on the numbers on what um, and how it's being spent. So that kind of made me feel a little better. I definitely am going to spend more time messing around with it. Oh, good. Yeah, that would, it would be interesting to see what kind of projects or how they we think they might affect the housing market here on Long Island especially. Um, I have a question for you um, as far as a buyer's broker. When a buyer's broker um, has, when a, when a realtor has an agreement with um, a buyer for a buyer's broker, do you do you then give them more access to any of the information in the process, uh, the mortgage process and the whole buying process? Uh, I would say no on my end. It really doesn't have an, it doesn't have a major um, difference. It does have a major difference in the communication that I have with the realtor, as does the buyer, because there's certain things when there isn't a buyer broker involved and technically both agents, even the selling agent is working for the seller. 
there's certain things that are not disclosed to myself or um, my client. And when I'm preparing somebody for a mortgage, I'm one of the sole people involved in the transactions who's only interested in the well-being of that buyer. So as should their attorney, naturally. But it kind of gets into a gray area on the realtor side um, just because they are supposed to be representing the seller. So they might not find out something that is intricate in the negotiation process or even the closing process. Because we've had attorneys on the show before, Mildred, and they've always told us how important it is to try to get ahead of an issue, especially on the title end, or something that might require a variance. And there have been certain situations where I don't find out for the zero hour just because it hasn't been disclosed to myself or the uh, buyer. That's why I always suggest to my buyer that do a buyer broker because the realtor then is in a situation where they can disclose certain things that quite possibly the seller might not want the buyer to know. Right. Um, yeah, and that's what we're going to do on Buyer's Broker because while it's done in most parts of the country, it's not. Uh, it's just starting here in New York, and um, it's very. It's uh, uh, without getting too complicated to explain it to people because we're just not used to using it here. I don't know. I think they use it more upstate. Do you know about that? If they use it more upstate than down here. Or is it New York as a whole? I'll tell you, pretty much New York as a whole, but everywhere else. I mean, I'm actually, um, my my company is licensed in more than half the states in the country, and myself, I'm licensed in the state of New York and the state of Virginia. And I know in Virginia especially, because I do uh, quite a bit of dealings down there, um, there is is almost every transaction it's by a broker. Like, it's almost unheard of not to. Right. Um, so that's interesting too that you can do. So you can do mortgages throughout the whole country. So anybody, um, we can refer to you, and then you can do their mortgage because of your um, company. Um, not me, like not me specifically. Like in regards to myself, it's New York and Virginia. Um, okay. Any other deals that would need to be done, like I would have to refer it to that person in my company that is licensed in that state. One of the things that has been very tough for individual loan officers like myself has been the fact that they don't have a national licensing for mortgage. They just started implementing individual states. And unfortunately, each individual state requires testing um, money for licensing, and it can get ridiculously costly as you're trying to pick up all these states because, I mean, they can range anywhere from let's say $75 to $100 a year per state, up to $500. So you almost have to be selective of which state that you choose to do business in. Now, it doesn't frequently happen where, let's just say, somebody from Florida contacts me. When it does, what happens is there's other people in my company that are licensed in that particular state on my team that will then take over um, handling those people. What about internationally? Can you come? Do do people come from the rest of the world? Can they do a mortgage? Do they have to do a mortgage? Um, how do they do that? It's been more and more difficult over the course of time, especially with the implementation of the Patriot Act, because they mm-hmm. don't want people from um, out of this country. Uh, you know, there was a point in time, especially with the stated deals and 
um, just the way that the banking world was working, that money laundering utilizing um, real estate was was pretty easily accomplished. So that's why this checks and balances system came into effect, and the reason why uh, that's part of the Patriot Act is to make it pretty much where a person can't buy something here unless they have um, some sort of right to be here, be it a work visa for an extended period of time or a green card or naturally citizenship. So, in other words, um, people who wanted to buy a vacation home here, can they do that? Yes, but they're going to wind up uh, either utilizing financing from their own home country, mm-hmm. which is usually going to wind up being the case. They'll, they'll do it as if, same way if somebody went, um, across the waters and wanted to buy some sort of investment. Um, okay. you, you, it's a different type of bank. It's a different type of system. There's lenders out there that handle that stuff. Okay. That's interesting because we have several uh, international um, properties that we're dealing with, so I was just wondering how we uh, start to do that. Um, we have about one minute. Uh, what do we have to look forward to this week? Um, I think it, in my opinion, I mean, we're going to, pretty much be watching stability um, in regards to interest rates for a decent amount of time to come. I think we're going to continuously see um, more positive news, especially in the lower sect of the housing market throughout the course of the country. So that should have um, positive results, especially stimulating the markets. So we'll keep an eye out on that, and uh, naturally I'll give you a quick update uh, when I speak to you next Saturday. Okay, great. Well, I think we could all use a little stability in everything. So (laughs) I think that's that's a good thing. Yeah, I feel like we're going in the right direction. And um, so anyway, well, thank you very much. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next week. Always a pleasure. Okay, great. Thanks, Jay. Bye-bye. Bye.